Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mikey intern Ned Reynolds in the studio on a Friday morning. So it looks like we're going to get a little political this morning, (laughs) which I don't like to do, but I will say this. After the sentence came down for the basketball star in Russia who decided to take a vape cartridge with her into a country that will literally throw you in jail and throw away the key for as little as like .01 gram of any kind of marijuana, that's a dumb call. Now, I personally, personally, here I'm going to say that, think trading that arms dealer for her is a huge mistake. You, There is a teacher right now that's in prison in Russia going through the same thing that needed it for severe spine issues, and he decided to take it. Bottom line is this. If you decide to go to another country in this world, I don't care what you think they do, don't bring drugs with you. I don't care if you're a WNBA star or Mikey intern. That is the dumbest thing that you can possibly do. Can't argue with that. And as a matter of fact, that's one of the excuses I'm going to use here in this dialogue. But the whole thing is nonsense. It's it's political. It's designed to provoke the United States into some kind of action, probably a prisoner exchange. But you're absolutely right. Brittany Griner, who we're talking about here, has played in Russia as a professional basketball player. She's been there since 19, uh, 19, 2014, and she plays in the offseason. These kids play all year round now, these professionals. So she comes over here during the summer, plays there in the winter. She's been doing this, taking that drug in there all this time. Well, she just assumed they'll let her go this time without realizing what the political ramifications would be. Well, that wasn't very bright on her part, and no, she should not have done it. But to put her in jail for nine years, yeah, that's the stiffest sentence, but it's all done for a reason, all, all political, and that's how it's going to be worked out with some kind of prisoner exchange. It's also done for other reasons, too, in regards to Russia and their perspective of the United States and how we are broken down politically and racially. And I think that really does enter into the picture as well. But over and above that, I think the whole thing is nonsense. And uh, I'm, I wish it were out of the news. It doesn't belong in there. I agree. I think it's stupid. Um, obviously, my personal opinion is I'm very happy. At least the state of Missouri is where it is with the whole legalization process. But again, Russia, other countries, don't try and take drugs out there. But I, I really think it would be a huge 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 mistake for them to do an exchange because again not just in russia you've got thousands of guys that are in federal prison or prison here in the states for the same thing and you're going to tell me they get to sit in jail in their own country but they're going to make a trade for someone Problem in another is mike that the other governments know fully well what the situation is and how the public will react to that, and that's what they're basically yeah well it's it's stupid All right, let's move on. Uh, Deshaun Watson, they are actually going to hear this case, aren't they? (laughs) I love this, too. Because Commissioner Goodell could very well have been the judge. He's not going to be. Yeah. He has appointed a guy who was at one time the attorney general for the state of New Jersey, who happens to be a very close confidant of Goodell's from a New York law firm. The fellow's name is Peter Harvey. And he is going to hear the case, assuming that it comes to a hearing. Now, you say that because the players have until late this afternoon to appeal the appeal. And that would involve going to federal court and getting some kind of a mandate to overturn it for a while and another hearing and so forth and so on. 
if this is allowed to go without uh, any kind of challenge from the players, I doubt that that's the case. But if it does, and the case is heard, no new evidence, just simply reviewing what happened and what the penalty was, you know it's not going to go well for Watson. You know it won't. This is all designed to get a longer penalty, probably a year. So with that having been said, we'll just wait out the day and see what happens in terms of the players challenging this because they do have the right to do that. Do you think they're uh, – what, what What do you like? What Do you, do you like the, the think, process the NFL is going through saying, ah, that's not good enough, we want more? Well, it, it backs up what the initial judge, the retired female judge from the federal court, what she said. You, The uh, NFL reacts to public outcry, and that isn't right. That's not what you should do. Here is a perfect example. They're going back to – uh, back to a rehearing, which they have the right to do under the uh, bargaining agreement. They have the right to do that, and uh, because the public outcry has been, oh, that's way too lenient. Oh, you're the right it is. Let's let's rehear it again. <laughs> so uh, she's right. She's exactly she stated what the situation is. But she also said that in, when coming down to the terms of the punishment, her hands were tied by the CBA. Thank you. So it's not only the public pressure, but it's also what she was given. They said, you've got to judge this based on this. Of and, course. Of course. And, and, and that's and what she did. That's, sure. that's, so that's very telling because you could tell that she saw stuff that she was like, this is messed up. But based on the agreement you made with the players, NFL, you're that's what you got. That's what you got. I don't know. All right. Things are getting real, real saucy going into the weekend, Ned. Uh, what's the, uh, What's your thoughts on uh, the old game yesterday? Well, this was not a very good game, and you knew it wasn't going to be. Las Vegas Raiders, much better team than the Jacksonville Jaguars, or at least their scrubbinis are. And uh, Las Vegas <laughs> won the game 27-11. to 11. Las Vegas pretty good. Uh, they they know what's going on. Uh, Jacksonville didn't really offer any kind of a uh, any kind of defense at all in the game. First of all, the field was wet. It wasn't the greatest of all circumstances for a game, and the crowd was minimal at the very best. That's why I wish they'd go back to a different format for having this inaugural game. College All Star Game was always such fun, but I know it's a thing of the past and it's not going to happen again. But there might be a different formula somewhere along the line. Anyway, it's won by the Raiders, 27-11 to 11 last night, and not a very good game at all. No, nah, it was a little boring. I was definitely interested to see the the first-rounder on the Jacksonville side, the end, and he did a little bit. But again, it's just a barely step over pad practice, you know? <laughs> so, But again, hey, man, football's back. And I don't care. So it is what it is. It may have been kind of a mad game. I watched it, but I'll tell you right now, football's back, and that's all that matters. So the Cards and Cubbies got a chance to play a doubleheader yesterday. Did the Cardinals win both of them? They had to. They, In fact, they had to sweep that series, and they succeeded in doing that. Won the first game 4-3. That was the day game. And coming from behind to do so, won it with a base hit in the last of the ninth inning. 4-3 win. The second game was 7-2. The Cardinals beat the Cubs. They had to beat them. First of all, the Cubs aren't very good. They're a very mediocre, even if they fall into that category of mediocrity. They're just not a good baseball team at all. And the Cardinals had to beat them because the Yankees are in St. Louis this weekend. And the Cardinals, while they can certainly beat the Yankees, their chances of winning are a little bit less than what they were against the Cubs. So to pad that record, the Cardinals got away with it. Got uh, home runs from uh, Nolan Arnato and from Goldschmidt and 
base hit in the first game from Newt Barr, who drove in the winning run. So the Cardinals do get two wins, had to, and now face the New York Yankees in St. Louis this weekend. And that is going to be a tough one. Hopefully they save some gas in the tank because <laughs> playing a doubleheader right before you go against a team like that, you're going to need everything you can get. But luckily, a lot of new young faces on that team, hopefully they can push them through. What about the Royals? Royals and the Springfield Cardinals both played last night. Royals got a win. They're hosting the Boston Red Sox, who've really gone in the tank. Royals beat them up in Kansas City 7-3. That's a nice win for Kansas City. Springfield Cardinals down in Texas again to play the Corpus Christi Hooks, which they are doing through for the next, well, let's see, it'll be three games now remaining in the series. Cardinals have lost all three. Lost last night by a score of 7-2. And this was a Springfield team that was playing pretty well. But the Corpus Christi, which is the Houston Astros AA Farm Club, is better from what their record will show. And both teams have the same record, as a matter of fact. And the Cardinals just haven't played well here in recent games. This may be a bit of a hangover from the trade deadline because some of those guys like Jordan Walker and Mason Wynn and maybe Gordon Graceffo might have been feeling some twinges about remaining with the Cardinals. Of course, they are now, but you never know how players think. Anyway, Springfield Cardinals need to get some wins this weekend down in Corpus Christi. Then they go on the road after that to Amarillo before coming back home again. So a win for the Royals and a loss for the Springbirds. Yeah, well, you can't win them all. But you can, you can win a nice hot date with Ned Reynolds tonight at the Missouri State <laughs> University All-Sports Auction. Ain't that right, baby? That ain't one of the items. <laughs> but it is the All-Sports Auction tonight. They call it the Sneaker Soiree, but uh, who cares? It is the All-Sports Auction. This is a renewal after a several-year hiatus because of COVID. Renewal of the annual fundraising auction for the athletic department at Missouri State. It's a big deal, folks, and some great auction items it's all being done in the Hammond Center, the Hammond Student Center, which, of course, abuts the Great Southern Bank Arena, but that's not involved in it. It's the Hammond Student Center. Doors open at 5. The silent auction is already underway by then. You know, you bid with these cell phones and things like that. You can do that, and you can bid right there. There's also a live auction, and it'll be a biggie. That starts around 7.30. There's food. There's drink. It, it, it's a good time. It's what they like to call it is a it's a fan friendly opportunity for individuals to gather and meet with the coaches. I don't think any of the players will be there, although that's not necessarily a given. But the coaches certainly will be and uh, the fans of the Bears. It's a fundraiser because this is how you fund some of the lower level athletic programs, which is what Missouri State is. It's a mid-major. Can't rely on the big attendance and the television contracts and things like that. That doesn't really play into the scheme of things at this level. It is fundraisers, and that's what they're having tonight. Big deal starts at 5, probably will end in the neighborhood of 9 o'clock, somewhere around there, but it's a big time and a fun time. Well, uh, just make sure and give me a call when you are ready for me to pick you up after your hot date, Ned. You have a great weekend. I'll see you on Monday.